we're going to talk about the great resignation and you've probably heard this term it's been bandied about as we come out of the pandemic and into the recovery phase of whatever we're going to be in uh, and basically what it says is a whole bunch of workers experienced a new reality during the pandemic and found out they didn't want to continue doing what they had been doing before they couldn't do it anymore because they had to work from home the business shut down they found this new work-life balance all kinds of different reasons basically they're leaving their careers and doing something different well turns out it's not really happening, at least not in Canada, not now. Anyway, so uh, let's talk a bit more about this. We are going to chat now with uh, Brendan Bernard, who has got some insight for us. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. You know, I mean, we've heard so much about this, right? This has been something that's been kicked around for a while and all kinds of different reasonings have gone on. But when you take a look at what's happening in our country, we're not really seeing it happen, are we? Yeah, well, so one reason that it's kind of tough to say what's going on is that there aren't a lot of data sources actually tracking the number of people quitting their jobs, at least from an employer's point of view. In the U.S., there's a survey of labor turnover called the JOLTS survey, and they track every month from the employer's point of view, how many people of your employees quit last month. We don't have the same kind of metric in Canada, so it's a bit tougher to track. But overall, what we see is through the summer, at least from our labor force survey data, our main source of job numbers, haven't seen a really sustained, noticeable pickup in people quitting their jobs, either to switch employers or to leave work altogether, at least compared to uh, pre-pandemic times, 2019. So overall, while it does look like things are much more uh, closer to normal than they were in 2020, when uh, the number of people moving around was much less, uh, there doesn't seem like there's been this major sustained wave of resignations. Um, and, and that's actually a bit, a bit different in the U.S. where, uh, where we do see uh, quits um, quite strong. So do you think, I mean, like you say, um, you know, you're with Indeed Canada, so you, you're, you're involved with um, employment every single day. But the, the data sets are different in Canada and the U.S. So if you are seeing it in, in the U.S., and like you say, you are seeing people switch jobs somewhat, but nothing out of the ordinary. Do you think if there was another data set that we would recognize that, you know, some Canadians have decided to take a completely different path because of the pandemic? I mean, how much can you read into what StatsCan gives you? Yeah, so, so one of the, one of the way one of the more comparable series in the U.S. Um, uh, that does track um, job switching from the workers' point of view, yep. so people uh, in in their uh, household uh, um, labor survey who respond saying that they switched jobs in the past month, that's also shown a greater pickup in the U.S. than Canada. So I do think that there's something that uh, this is one of a few different trends that do suggest. Uh, Canada and employment, uh, Canada and U.S. employment trends don't always yeah. move lock lockstep. I think another point to make, though, is that um, just just because uh, we're not seeing people switching jobs at the same rate uh, or at, at particularly high rates doesn't necessarily mean Canadians aren't haven't made substantial career changes over the course of the pandemic. Just that it doesn't necessarily mean uh, a lot of changing month to month from employer to employer. We have seen over the course of the pandemic that Canadian employment has seen a really substantial rebound from the 
huge uh, declines that we saw in spring 2020. And uh, amid that substantial rebound, there's still the number of people working in areas like accommodation and food services remains way down from yeah. pre-pandemic level, even though overall employment has increased. So that does suggest that there have been um, substantial career changes on net. But when we're thinking month to month and the number of people switching jobs from one month to another, that number isn't particularly elevated. And so the so there are kind of two uh, different trends yeah. going on that are important to separate. And you know what? I mean, it also speaks to the fact that we're when you're in a situation where there's a labor shortage, and we've done a bunch of different segments, Brendan, about um, employers having to offer this and add this and, you know, sweeten the deal by offering new benefits and, you know, re- re- work from home kind of things. Um, people might be switching because they can find themselves in a better position because of the the environment that we're in right now, right? I mean, and that's a healthy thing. That's a good thing. For sure. Uh, job switching is a sign of a healthy economy. Now, it can get, at some points, it can get a, perhaps a bit high when it might result in employers um, being shy about offering training, for instance, um, if they think someone is going um, uh, to leave too quickly. But in a, in a lot of other ways, um, people changing jobs is a sign of a healthy labor market. It's a way that people advance their careers when uh, moving up the ladder internally uh, um, starts to slow down. It's also a way that people shift from companies that are struggling mm-hmm. to companies that are thriving. And that's part of a dynamic, uh, an important part of a dynamic economy. So we do want to see healthier um, jo- job switching rates. And right now we haven't seen at least... Uh, noticeable catch-up from uh, the drop-off um, we, 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 we saw last year in terms of like net terms. So if you think of all the job switches that didn't happen in 2020, we haven't made up for that right. uh, in, in 2021. Um, but hopefully the, the fact that we see you know, on Indeed, we see job postings way above their pre-pandemic levels across provinces, across the nearly all sectors. Um, so hopefully this is an environment uh, that as we kind of move further on and hopefully make progress um, taming the virus, that we see some of those that uh, labor mobility start to increase again. You know, Brendan, it's, we've been talking about this for a while now, the labor shortage and the fact that so many, I mean, we, we hear businesses are closing their doors because they can't get staff in some extreme cases. Is it getting any better with Indeed? Like you say, you're seeing huge numbers of postings. Has it started to slow down at all or are we still in that same uh, situation? Um, well, so I think uh, early, earlier this summer and spring, we saw a big um, ramp up in postings in sort of the pandemic exposed sectors of the economy as the vaccine started to roll out and um, and uh, and the thir- third wave started to abate. We saw, for instance, restaurants reopen, and that really resulted in a ramp up yep. of postings. Um, that, that, that growth in those specific sectors has cooled a bit. But in other areas of the economy, if we're talking tech, if we're talking healthcare, if we're talking warehousing, um, de- demand is just really strong. And, and so, so for, for people who, with the skills and interest to um, go into uh, those types of areas of the economy, and I can list a, a lot of different others, HR, um, demand for HR workers, people who are going to facilitate the hiring process. It's through the roof. Um, so a good, good chance, good time for job seekers. And, um, and, and hopefully this kind of can help continue to propel the Canadian labor market forward uh, as we kind of move on from the initial shock of the pandemic. 
We didn't bring you on to ask about this, but I will. And if you don't know, that's fine. Um, but I've seen some reports recently that uh, like one in eight job listings now include some sort of remote component or hybrid or work from home or that's, or have you noticed a huge change as we start to see these new job postings that that is something that more and more companies realize they have to be offering to prospective employees? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's the share of postings mentioning remote work is is quite elevated. Um, I wouldn't say that it's changed so much in recent months. It was more. This was more of a shift that we saw um, at, at the start of, yes. of the of the pandemic, but it's persisted. Um, and, and I think um, when uh, uh, um, people ask workers who are currently uh, teleworkers right now. Um, what, what, what sort of arrangement they'd prefer um, when, once the pandemic uh, is over. The most common answer you hear is the hybrid model. Yeah. Think pure remote work, fully remote, um, will have its place. It's going to be big, more common than it was pre-pandemic. But I think for most uh, people, that's probably not going to be the situation. Um, more likely, I think, is going. we're going to see uh, uh, a hybrid model, um, uh, one where uh, um, people aren't necessarily in the office five days a week. It'll, it'll be probably less than that. But at the same time, they'll likely have to rem- remain in commuting distance from their employer. So they'll have to go in occasionally, just just not the, the um, typical five-day-a-week um, uh, in office that uh, prevailed pre-pandemic. So we all can't get a job locally, but do it from Costa Rica. We're going to have to stay closer to home than that. Well, you know, there are going to be certain niche areas of the economy where I do think that's going to be more prevalent. We see, for instance, um, uh, kind of high-end tech roles, yeah. uh, senior software engineers. Those are jobs that are tough to fill. And so employers in, in, in some of uh, those cases are really going to try and expand the geographic net of their uh, of their candidate search um, uh, when they're looking to try and fill those roles. In other, in other roles, though, I think um, uh, it, uh, employers are probably going to look a, a, a little closer to home. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing to keep in mind is that, especially as we get grow go further on from uh, the start of the pandemic and the shift to work from home across white-collar uh, jobs, is that uh, start while existing teams can function, can shift remotely and still have the same camaraderie and connections and um, ability to communicate with one another. I think it could be tougher for new teams. I think if I was starting my career uh, uh, in in a remote role, that may be kind of tough. There's certain things that you learn uh, when you're in the office from your just interacting with your coworkers constantly day to day that it might be tougher to pick up remotely. And I think that might be one reason why um, employ, uh, why there could be a shift to a hybrid rather than a pure remote uh, world. Once uh, offices really start to reopen again. Great point. I think you're absolutely right. I think that interpersonal relationship has to be there in some capacity. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much, Brendan. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate you joining us. That is Brendan Bernard, a senior economist at the job search portal Indeed Canada.